0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Best Virginia, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the history and folklore of the wild, wonderful state of West Virginia. I'm your host, Jordan, and today we're going to talk about one of southern West Virginia's most notorious crimes. Our story today involves murder, conspiracy, and a ghostly haunting. That's right. I'm talking about the tale of Mamie Thurman. Growing up in Boone and Logan Counties, this is a story that I used to hear a lot about when I was a kid. However, it wasn't until I got into college that I started to learn more about the mystery surrounding Mamie Thurman's murder. Miss Thurman, born Mamie Morrison in 1900, grew up in Bradsfordville, Kentucky, where she was raised by her father, George A. Morrison, following the death of her mother when she was only three years old. In 1924, Mamie and her husband, Jack, moved from Kentucky to Logan County, West Virginia, where Jack was hired on as a night watchman for a local police department. While living in the area, Mamie and Jack rented a small two-room garage apartment in the backyard of Harry and Louise Robertson. Mr. Robertson will become an important figure in this story. He worked as a bookkeeper for the National Bank of Logan and served as the treasurer of the Logan Public Library. Also living in the Robertsons' home was Clarence Stevenson, a 29-year-old African-American man who worked as a handyman and a chauffeur to Harry. Despite having a reputation as a good wife, a saintly woman, and a devoted member of the church, Mamie would often venture out while her husband was working nights. According to articles on Wikipedia and com, Mamie would often attend speakeasies and local clubs while her husband was away. It is also said that Mamie was having an affair with at least a dozen powerful men in the area, one of those men being her landlord, Harry Robertson. According to an article in the Register Herald written by Mary Catherine Brooks last September, Harry Robertson and Mamie Thurman were both members of Logan's infamous Key Club an exclusive club during the Prohibition where members would drink, do drugs, and have illicit sex. Mamie was last seen alive the evening of June 21, 1932. Around 7 p.m. that night, she was seen leaving her apartment with a woman who had delivered laundry. They went to the store supposedly to get money to pay the woman. At 9 that evening, Mamie was seen again walking near a theater in Logan. The next day, June 22, around 2 p.m., a local man named Garland Davis... A 32-year-old deaf mute from the area was picking berries when he stumbled across the body. Startled, Mr. Davis went for help. Local police was contacted where they came to the area and discovered that the body found was no other than Mamie Thurman. According to court documents, she had been dead for around 12 hours by the time her body was found. When investigating officers arrived at 22 Mine Road, which had been named after the Island Creek Coal Company's number no. 22 mine operation, They discovered that Mamie had suffered multiple fatal wounds. According to a 1932 article in the Charleston Daily Mail, Miss Thurman had been shot in the head two times by a 38 caliber pistol, with both bullets entering her left ear and exiting through her skull. Powder burns covered her face and left ear. Neither bullets were found. Her throat had also been slashed, severing her trachea, carotid artery, and a jugular vein. In addition, Her neck had been broken at the second cervical vertebrae. She had bruising above her right eye, and there was little blood remaining in her body by the time her her body had been found. That same article initially reported that her death was caused by her throat being slashed. However, court records stated that she had died instantly from the gunshot wounds before her throat was cut. When her body was found, she was wearing a blue polka dot dress from which Di had bled onto her underwear due to a heavy rainstorm that hit just a few hours before she was found. She was also wearing one shoe, a silver wedding band, and a diamond engagement ring. That led the police to believe that robbery was not the motive for her death. The next day, about 30 feet away from where her body had been found, was her other shoe, her purse, which contained 8 to $9 in change, a pack of cigarettes, and a wristwatch. About 50 feet from her body was her hat. Her hat had just one bullet hole in it. As you can imagine, Mamie's death quickly became the talk of the town. Just days later, at her funeral, people began talking about her alleged affair with Harry Robertson. This sparked an investigation in which state police investigated Robertson's home. The evidence that they found in the Robertson's home was without a doubt very suspicious. They found a depression on the basement wall, which they believe was caused by a bullet. Although, again, no bullets were found in this investigation. Police also found bloodstains on the carpet and a razor, and also in the seat and window of Robertson's Ford sedan. In The Secret Life and Brutal Death of Mamie Thurman, written by F. Keith Davis... It reads that Robertson attempted to explain away most of the blood, saying that it belonged to one of his dogs who had been wounded. Due to the amount of damning evidence found in the Robertson home, Harry Robertson and Clarence Stevenson were immediately named primary suspects in the murder of Mamie Thurman. After being accused of the murder for Miss Thurman, Harry Robertson readily admitted to having an affair with her for almost two years. During the affair, Mr. Robertson and Clarence Stevenson would schedule fake hunting trips in which Mr. Stevenson would drop Mr. Robertson off at a discreet location to meet with Miss Thurman. The trial to determine whether or not Clarence Stevenson and Harry Robertson were guilty for the murder of Mamie Thurman wound up being a huge spectacle in the area. The trial was standing room only due to the amount of people who attended. Many spectators brought their own chairs and basket lunches to court. During the trial, Mr. Robertson was said to have presented a list of 16 individuals with which Mamie Thurman was said to have had an affair. Of this list, Mr. Robertson stated One of the men is dead, all except three live in the city of Logan, and all are married but one. None of the names on the list were ever released to the public. However, it is speculated that all of the individuals on that list were high profile individuals in the area. Harry Robertson stated that the last time that he had saw Mamie was the day that she had been killed. He reported that he had left his house shortly after that to take his children to a swimming pool at Stallings. Later that evening, he said that he went to Smokehouse to listen to a prize fight with his son and was home about 9 o'clock. His wife later confirmed that statement. According to AppalachianHistory.net, Magistrate Elba Hatfield, the magistrate overseeing the case, Told the grand jury that all the evidence was circumstantial, but claimed it was very damaging against both defendants, Robertson and Stevenson. For that reason, he ruled that Robertson and Stevenson should be held to answer any indictments returned by the grand jury. The jury ended on a four-day inquiry on September 15th, and the following day the Logan Banner headlines cried out, Harry Robertson not indicted. After being indicted by the grand jury for the murder of Mamie Thurman. Clarence Stevenson stood trial. According to the banner, witnesses at the trial accounted for every minute of Clarence Stevenson's time up until 11 o'clock on June 22nd when Mrs. Robertson said that he had gone up to his attic bedroom. The jury deliberated for only 50 minutes before they returned with a guilty verdict. Stevenson was sentenced to life in prison where he was to spend his time at Moundsville Prison. His attorney immediately entered a motion for a new trial. On November 15th, pleas from the Logan County branch of the NAACP went across the county to raise the $600 needed for the appeal. Fifty-six churches in Logan began taking donations. More than 3,000 people attended a mass meeting held at Aracoma High School with both whites and blacks attending. Despite all the efforts, the Supreme Court turned down Stevenson's appeal in 1933. Stevenson was sent to Moundsville Prison on August 22, 1934. On June 11, 1939, five years later, he was transferred to Huttonsville Prison Farm, where he died of stomach cancer on April 24, 1942. He was buried on the prison farm May 2, 1942, almost ten years after the death of Mamie Thurman. Norman Sloan, a Logan County resident who spent time in jail and prison with Stevenson, said this, He told me he was hired to take the body to 22 Mountain and that he didn't do anything to Mamie Thurman. He never did say who killed her, but he said that he didn't do it. Stevenson told me it was all politics. The mystery doesn't stop at the question of who killed Mamie Thurman. There is much confusion about where her final resting place actually is as well. Her death certificate, which was filed at the courthouse, says that she was buried at Logan Memorial Park in McConnell, West Virginia. However, other records state that her body was transferred to Bradfordville, Kentucky, where she had spent her childhood. In 1983, Mamie's half-brother, George Morrison, Jr., an assistant district attorney in New Mexico, returned to Logan to investigate Mamie's death and to install a headstone onto her grave to give her a proper burial. However, he never found her grave. He went on to write a book titled The Ghost of 22 Mountain, which was a fictional account of Mamie's murder. In this book, he concluded that Clarence Stevenson was not guilty. One scenario in the book was that Mamie died during a botched illegal abortion and that Stevenson disposed of her body for the operating doctor. Others believe that it could have been one of the 16 men on Robertson's infamous list or a jealous wife of one of those individuals. Many suspect that Mamie's husband, Jack, had to have had some knowledge of her affairs with all these other men. However, he always denied this. One thing is for certain. The death of Mamie Thurman is definitely a mystery and without the technology that we have now and without proper evidence, there's really no way of knowing exactly what happened that night. Now that you all have the facts, I want to throw out some of the theories that pop up with this topic. One theory is that, you know, the classic jealous husband scenario where her husband Jack found out about her affairs and killed her himself or had her killed. Again, there's also the possibility that one of these other men may have had her killed. Um, however, I, I I truly believe that Harry Robertson is directly responsible for her death, whether he killed her himself or whether he and Clarence Stevenson killed her. Um, I I'm kind of inclined to believe in Mr. Stevenson when he says that he didn't do anything to her but he just he was hired to despise the, dispose of the body um you know I feel like I feel like Robertson had at least as as wide as it's known I feel like he had the most motive to kill her um I I think maybe he was getting jealous or uh you know there's also the possibility that um to kind of build off of what her brother said in his book, uh, you know, that he mentioned a botched abortion. I mean, you know, there's always the possibility. There's no mention of her ever being known as being pregnant, um, but it is a possibility that she came to him and told him that she was pregnant, and maybe he, you know, maybe he didn't want that, and maybe that was how he reacted. Also, I find it odd that... They've, there was only one depression found in her in, in sorry in there's only one depression that they kind of suspected to be a bullet hole found in the wall of the Robertson basement um unless they just overlooked it uh you know technically there should have been or theoretically I should say there should have been a second bullet hole somewhere um if she was killed in the same spot and if that if that bullet hole is even linked to her death um but I'd also like to point out that it was complete overkill on how she was killed. Um, I mean, with a broken neck, uh, two gunshots to the head, um, with what I imagine was pretty close range, um, and also her throat slashed to the point where it severed her trachea, uh, her carotid artery, and her jugular vein. I mean, that's that's some pretty significant damage. to To have been done while someone's alive also to have been done not deliberately. And still kind of consistent with that, um, you know, it, I, I believe that it's a possibility that that Mamie was trying to break up with or trying to break things off with Mr. Robertson. Um, you know, time and time again throughout history, we've seen, you know, we've seen jealous men or, or you know, cri- uh, crimes of passion. Uh, things happen in the heat of the moment. Um, and, you know, with with Mr. Stevenson being there, kind of at his disposal, it makes perfect sense that he'd be involved if, if Mr. Robertson was, you know, was directly involved in her death, um, you know, and I also find it, I find it kind of uh, suspicious that, I find it suspicious that Mr. Robertson had this list of men that she had told him that she was having affairs with and that was the only time that it was brought up was you know to say that it it existed um it was i i couldn't find in my research anywhere that it had said exactly when he ha, when he was told about these men or when he was given the list or or if he just had known about it um just through dealing with her knowing that she was kind of seeing these other men on the side or um or or what exactly was was up with that so i mean it it kind of you know, I, I think it, that it's also a possibility that there, there, there could have been an argument. There could have been an argument where Miss Thurman and Mister Robertson had gotten. You know, maybe he wanted more or less or a more exclusive relationship. You know, maybe he wanted to run away with her, or maybe he didn't want to get physical. Or not, I shouldn't say physical. There, I, I meant um, exclusive. So, uh, I mean, it's, there's really no, te- no way to tell, um, without speaking to these individuals and, you, you know, they're all long since dead. Um, and there's, there's a whole lot of quiet surrounding after, you know, after Mr. Stevenson, uh, went to prison and died, you know, not much, not much information exists other than, uh, about the haunting, which I'm about to get into and, you know, just bringing it up on anniversaries and things like that. Um. Also there is uh, you know, back back home in, in Logan, there's this uh well there was for a while the the s the Eric Homey story production, um, where they put on a, a production each year and they did a story on on Mamie Thurman a few years back. Um I didn't get a chance to make it, but you know, I was reading about it and stuff and it it sounds pretty interesting. It's uh it's kinda cool to see that uh dramatized. Um you know, there's, it's been uh, the loose basis for several movies. Um, there's been several books written about, um, just about the, the crime in general, um, but also specifically, like the one written by her brother, you know, that's that was a fictional account, um, but he used a lot of facts to back that up and a, and a lot of um, knowledge and speaking to different people. He was going around town interviewing different people, different newspapers, um, so it's i mean it's been it's been pretty widely investigated, however, not much definite facts have been presented about what exactly happened to her um you know I don't know if you guys played grand theft auto five i mean most people did, but there's also um an area down by the beach where you can uh go down at like midnight uh, i believe and you probably have to look it up online, but I did it in the past. But you can go down, and if you look up towards the top of the mountain, um, you can see a ghost. And the story is that that's, you know, the story, it's kind of based on, like, the, the serial killer in the game and stuff um, as part of one of the side quests. And supposedly that's, uh, the, you know, that's based on the story of Mamie Thurman. And it does kind of closely mirror the uh, the whole killed by someone, dumped, not given a proper burial And, you know, uh, that leads us into our next topic, which is the haunting of Mamie Thurman. So as the tale goes, Mamie Thurman's ghost is said to still haunt 22 Mine Road where her body was dumped. Um, She's reportedly been sighted walking alongside the road at the top of the mountain. And the legend goes that if you that is, if you park your car at the bottom of the mountain and put your car in neutral, uh, it will supposedly roll uphill, which supposedly signifies that Mamie is pushing the car uphill, um, trying to show people where her body was. Many people have also claimed to see her ghost and hear her screams. I've met um, several people, lots of people I knew growing up. uh, Lots of family members said that they had gone there and had their car pushed uphill, just like I was saying a minute ago. Uh, I went... uh, me and a couple of my old friends went uh, sometime after high school, and tried it. Um, to And we didn't we didn't get anywhere. We didn't notice anything. I've heard different stories where people have tried it and they noticed that their car rolled like ten feet uphill. I've noticed. I've known people who've tried it and nothing happened at all. Um, and I've, you know, one of my buddies, uh, Bo Kennedy, over on Bump Podcast. Uh, you should check that out. He uh, he talks about some paranormal stuff and. I was I was talking to him about this to see if he had any experiences or knew anyone that, that had any experiences. Um, and he had told me that he had camped out overnight one time to try to see Mamie's ghost uh, and, and had no such luck. So there are plenty of stories out there. There are plenty of people out there who state, yeah, absolutely, I saw Mamie Thurman. And there are people out there who said, yeah, I tried, but she didn't come see me that night. I'd love to hear if anyone has any experiences with the ghost of Mamie Thurman. I'd like for you to reach out to me. Let me know what what you saw or heard or if your car was uh, pushed up the hill. I know I went through things kind of fast today, but, you know, most of it was facts. Uh, I I wanted to give you guys the facts first and then get into some of the theories. and, And I think, you know, there are plenty out there. So if you if you know something I don't or or if you've got another take on things or you might have another theory based on what what you heard or what you've you know what you've heard from me added on to what you've uh, researched on your own reach out to me. I, I love getting feedback from you guys and you know I appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode. So until next time, I'm your host Jordan and this has been another episode of Best Virginia.